Jay and Cat were terribly bored. It's been a while since they scored. What will we do with this sexual energy? Turn into a podcast about Shakespeare and company. This isn't your stepfather's podcast. You're not my real dad, Greg. Welcome to Shakespeare and Lads, a Shakespeare podcast where two idiots read Shakespeare and go for a lot. Welcome back to Shakespeare Lads, the podcast that is not upset, just disappointed. I am joined, as always, by my business partner, Kat. And I am joined, as always, by my undertaker, Jay. How are you doing today? <laughs> I am doing great. I didn't know I was your undertaker. Yeah, I've actually assigned that role to yeah. you. I hope you're ready. Yeah, no, I've been Based watching... Based on your no training. Yeah, I've been watching Glow. I've, I've, <laughs> I'm ready for this, this wrestling duo. Good, good. I, I'm ready too. You know, I've been lifting weights. Yeah, I mean, it shows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've been lifting my pillows and fluffing them before I lie down in them <laughs> nice. all weekend. Nice. So that's good. That's why you're with someone and I'm single. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, me being with someone defies all logic, to be honest. But I haven't been doing much, which is why I've been lying in bed a lot. Yeah. It's so hot. Yeah. We're, we're in the we're in the middle of summer. Yeah, and I don't know about Ooh. you, Jay, but I hate summer. You hate summer. I hate summer oh, so no. much. I try to take advantage. You know, I try to do some summer things, but I lose patience very quickly. I'm like, it's too hot. My thighs are sticking together. I don't like wearing anything that like exposes my form. Mm-hmm. I just want to be a shroud at yeah. all times. For, for it's difficult people. to be the Grim Reaper in summer. <laughs> <laughs> For people who don't know, Cat is actually shaped like a Rubik's Cube. That's true. Yeah. And I get a lot of shame for that. Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly. People always try to rearrange my faces. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a lot of face touching, which is unpleasant. Which is, yeah. Least. And that's a violation of my personal bubble. Yeah, totally. I get it. Don't appreciate that. Yeah. As an old blonde man myself, <laughs> I can understand. You hate summer. Okay. So I, I think I used to be in your shoes. Yeah. But I'm a changed man. Wow. How did you change? How did I change? And why do you like summer now? I, I bought myself, I was on vacation for a week and a half. I bought myself some sandals. I'm a sandal man. I, I put sandalwood on as my, you know, signature musk. Do you know that my signature room smell is sandalwood <laughs> and vanilla? Really? I didn't know that. Yes. My signature body smell is patchouli. <laughs> my signature <laughs> so my perfume is patchouli that I wear every day okay. but my the candles and such that I buy for my room are sandalwood and vanilla oh wow okay yeah I want to smell like a woman but I want my room to smell like yeah. a big man is hugging you yeah women on the street man in the sheets that's accurate <laughs> so okay so um, what can you tell me what a patchouli is patchouli patchouli yeah it's is like it a flower a... Oh, okay. I thought it was like a lemony snicket character. <laughs> <laughs> that too. <laughs> okay, cool. So what what have you been doing in the summer other than buying sandals, which I know takes several weeks. It but... actually took me a long time. <laughs> so I'm someone who's like very stingy when it comes to buying stuff. Unless it's food. I'll buy myself all the food I want. Absolutely. But, you know, it took some convincing. I was like, well, I like my feet encased in a plastic polymer encasing. Were you wearing running shoes beforehand? Yeah, I was wearing running shoes. Okay. Gotcha. And now I'm just a sandal guy. Mm-hmm. Like I've been wearing sandals. I feel free. I've been going to work and I have like my treasures, but the sleeves are rolled up. Oh. I feel, I feel, I bought myself some sunglasses. Wow. I just feel, I feel very hip. I need to know, because this was brought up on the past 
episode of the podcast, yeah, sure. and I'm sure everyone like me has been you stressing want, about this. You want my sangria recipe? Abs- well, yes, we'll talk about that after Here's the podcast. The it's wine, sugar, fruit. Why? Oh my god. Just, you just give up everything so easily, don't you? <laughs> yeah. what well, I, I'm a bit of a slut like that. <laughs> <laughs> Sangria slut. What I really need to know is, did your mom find her Ray-Bans? No. No. So she hasn't, well, she hasn't been at work, so I think, okay. I think she's worried that she has lost her Ray-Bans forever. So has uh, she resigned herself to this and purchased new ones, or is she still holding out hope? Yeah, it's really sad, actually. She just stares at the sun <laughs> <laughs> with her uncloaked un- eye. <laughs> It's like little yeah. wisps of smoke coming out of each she, pupil. She, yeah. <laughs> she has a bit of like an atlas problem where it's just like she wants to like put the weight of the world on her shoulders mm. and bear it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think that's her way of doing it. So I actually have <laughs> a bit of a funny story. Okay. Uh, <laughs> love you, Mom. A bit of a funny story. So we go to college, right? Mm-hmm. Something I did, we had talked off, off mic, which we occasionally do. Sometimes. Yeah, very rarely. (laughs) (laughs) I want to record everything for posterity. uh, For our time capsule that we'll bury together one day. We should. Okay, sorry. I'm not going to go off on that tangent, but what's the story? So we were by a lake during a heatway that we have here in uh, Saskatchewan. Here in... Moosha. Temiskaming. Temiskaming, yeah. Ontario. Good Thank you. Thank you. Here in Trois-Rivières. So it was very hot. Me and my mom are like, this is this cottage doesn't have any air conditioning. We're gonna go back home. See you later, suckers. My brother and my dad have to stay over because they are, they're gonna go golfing the next day. Bougie. Well, they have probably sturdier wrists than you do, so they can bear the. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but it was so the next day. My brother and my dad told me this. It was so hot, and it, how how this apartment was shaped. I'm getting somewhere. I swear. Uh, yeah. It was a, there was a bedroom and two lofts above it. Mm-hmm. The, the lofts were too hot to sleep. So both my dad and my brother shared a queen's bed, commando, both of them, what? <laughs> with towels, co- wet towels covering their forehead and their junk. <laughs> and they slept like that an entire night. Okay. So yeah. obvious question. Shoot. Did they wake up with the towels still on them? <laughs> or had objects shifted during the flight? <laughs> that I'm not sure. That's a good question. That's I mean, I, that's the natural next I, question to ask. I thought it was a funny story. I didn't <laughs> want to go into any more detail. You were necessary. like, cool, funny story for my yeah. podcast. Never talk to me about yeah. that again. Thank you. So at some point we were going to talk about what's your summer look. You you mentioned Grim Reaper. Grim Reaper, for sure. Grim yeah. Reaper on the beach with an ice cone. Yeah. Ice cream cone. Yeah, I describe your style as like harbor, harbinger of death. Absolutely. Yeah. Four horsemen. Yeah, for sure. Etc. fear. Mm-hmm. But also, like, a sexy summertime look. Yeah, I mean, like, sexy summertime robes yeah. for your neighborhood Grim Reaper. Like, like, that's the vibe. Imagine Miss Adams in a polo shirt. <laughs> <laughs> imagine Mr. Adams. Okay. Uh, <laughs> it <maybe>. me. <laughs> so my summertime look. Yes. I call it the Mickey Mouse. Okay. It's shorts, white gloves, no shirt. Great. I call it the Michael Jackson at home. <laughs> That's also true. So we're talking about summer, but this week's play happens during Christmas time in the dead of winter. So it is, it's about the 12th night of Christmas. It's yeah. supposed to be an entertaining, fun play for the holidays about gender-bending pirates. 
gender bending. Is that is that the next season of Avatar? Of Avatar, absolutely. The yeah. last yeah. 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 The last gender bender. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's when you go on a gender bender and you just get really drunk yeah. and you wake up in a dress yeah. and then you have to like confront all these like identity <laughs> crises that you've been repressing for years. Oh man. Yeah. That sounds like a time. It's a good time. Reg and Yuri would know. Anyway. <laughs> I once I once knew a guy not this wasn't a gender bend. He just got he went on a bender. Mm-hmm. Woke up the next day. Mm-hmm. He had a letter jacket. The letter jacket looked like a badger had tore it up. Oh. And nobody knows what happened to the jacket. Is was it his leather jacket? Yeah, it was. Oh, okay. Oh no. Was, he was in his apartment. Oh no. Leather jacket torn to shreds. Somebody what? knew, but they weren't letting on what yeah. happened. Because it was their fault. Do you want to hear my theory? Yeah. I think it was him. Oh my god, he tore up his own leather jacket. Yeah, yeah. You know who else tore up a leather jacket? Who? Olivia (laughs) (laughs) She would have torn a leather jacket off of Viola. Yeah. So... We you know, this, this play is called Twelfth Night or yeah. What You Will. And this, this podcast episode is just what we will do. Yeah. Listen, we... <laughs> it's whatever we will. No, but I genuinely think that this play was really written to just be some light fun. Yeah. And that's not to say that there aren't interesting things to glean from it. Yeah. So it was written, I think, in like 1602, potentially. Shakespeare is really getting his plots to be tight now. Everything kind of works out at the end. It's kind of like what we were saying about the Romeo and Juliet uh, episode where he'd really whittled it down to exactly what the people want. And I feel like this is that, but in a comedy. Yeah. Everything is fun. Everything is funny. Everything is concluded very neatly at the end. I did read some things that challenged that idea a little bit, which we can maybe get into. But other than that, I feel like it was just a rollicking good time. What did you think? I, find, I actually really enjoyed this one. I think of the comics that we've read so far, I think we've read like one or like two or three at this point, right? Uh, yeah, something like that. It was like the most fun. Mm-hmm. It's the most comedic for me. And just like a fun plot, you know? It's like a good courtship one with like a twist. And you have some like buffoons who are kind of like pulling some pranks and stuff like that. So in, in that sense, like I really enjoyed this one. So far, I've really enjoyed the tragedies. And I feel like this is the first real comedy that I've enjoyed no, that's not true. I enjoyed that one with the Valentine. Two Gentlemen of Verona? Two Gentlemen of Verona. Mm-hmm. But this is like the one I also... So There's one I really hate. I can't remember what it is right now. <sighs> much Ado About Nothing. Much Ado About Nothing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Much Ado About Crap. Much <laughs> No Ado About Something Bad. That's what they should have named that one. <laughs> yeah, so we've, I'm just checking my little text document here. We've read five, and now we've read six. And I think it's interesting that you bring up Two Gentlemen of Verona, because that's a similar play, I feel like, in the way that it's structured. So it's kind of newcomers coming to a new place, they take on a different identity, and then hijinks ensue. And then by the end, yep. the sort of love triangle situations are resolved, and everybody goes off into the sunset to get married. Yeah. Okay, so maybe I'll briefly explain bare bones what this play is about. Please do. Uh, best way to understand this, have you ever seen the movie She's the Man, Amanda Bynes? It really does a great job. It does it's a good, a good adaptation. It is a good adaptation. I would just say it's like almost word for word. Mm-hmm. You got your girl, Viola. Mm-hmm. Viola just came back from a shipwreck. Uh, she lost her brother at sea. Uh, her brother's name's Sebastian. Yeah, the crap. The crab from under The, the Little sea, Mermaid. Under the sea. It's very under sad sea, that he drowned, <laughs> considering that he is a crab. <laughs> yeah. And Viola gave her voice away uh, to be able to walk on land. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. No. Uh, <laughs> Viola, I don't. So I don't really understand why Viola wants to work for the Duke exactly. Is it just a way for her to like? I don't think there is any concrete reason. Yeah. A lot of career change. It's it's very interesting to me. So if you've seen She's the Man, which I think will be a frequent reference point in yeah. this, who's the man episode? You the man. If you've seen She's the Man, there's a very solid motivation. Yeah. She is not allowed to play on her school's soccer team. Yeah. So she pretends to be her brother Sebastian in college to be able to play soccer. On um, the men's team. On the men's team. Yeah. And she pretends to be her brother. So she dresses as a man and pretends to be a man. In this play, she sort of just does it. And there's also two other moments that really stand up to me as not having really any real motivation. So the plot against Malvolio, which we can get into, no good reason. They're just pissed. Yeah. Because he's an annoying guy. Yeah. It's kind of like the, like, more or less like the butler of the house, right? In a sense. Yes. And he's very snooty. Yeah. And they want to take him down a peg. Yeah. And it doesn't really go farther than that, as far as I could tell. Because they're a bunch of frat boys, essentially. Yeah. They're just they, having an annoying, yeah. raucous time. And then they, like, essentially send him to jail. <laughs> and, like... <laughs> they send him away in disgrace. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it was it seemed like a lot. Like it was a lot. Was, there was a disproportionate. It was really mean spirited. Yeah, I was, was like, I don't know if I can get on board with this yeah. joke. I don't know if this is funny to me. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like with the with this with a comedy, I guess maybe audiences are more accepting of we're just going to do this because it's going to be fun and we don't necessarily need. Like a super convincing yeah. backstory or whatever. Yeah. And especially coming off of Julius Caesar, which had really in-depth characters. This one is sort of just, we're just going to have a, a fun plot. Silly things are going to happen. Yeah. And we're just going to go from there. So she decides to dress as a man called Cesario. And she is going to... A2 Cesario. A2 Cesario. Uh, she is going to... I call my son Cesario. Probably. <laughs> Not sweet. Caesar. No, Cesario. Cesario. <laughs> be pretty sweet. I think so. For her context, she her father passed away. Her brother also passes away. She's sworn herself to her apartment for seven years. Olivia. Olivia, yeah. Sorry, I was Sorry. still talking about Viola. Olivia, who is like the princess that... Uh, of Illyria. So she's shipwrecked to Illyria, which is the island where Olivia is kind of, yeah, the presiding princess. And she's grieving. And there's a gentleman called... Orsini. Um, and Fettuccini. Orsini Fettuccini Linguini. And Orsini is smitten with Olivia. Yeah. And he keeps making advances and she keeps rebutting them. And this is the gentleman whom Viola is going to serve in her disguise as the man Cesario. Kind of like a... Like a messenger. messenger. Yeah. So then Viola slash Cesario is in this position where she is sort of courting Olivia yeah. on behalf of Orsini. So we have a lot of scenes where Viola is being very suave towards Olivia and Olivia subsequently falls in love with her. So this is so this is from Viola. Tis beauty truly blent, whose rose and red and white, nature's own sweet and cunning hand laid on. Lady, you are the cruelest she alive. Lead these graces to the grave and leave the world no copy. Wow. Uh, which is pretty hot. And this is how Olivia responds. It will be inventory in every particle and utensil labeled to my will. As items, two lips in different red. Item, two gray eyes with lids to them. One neck, one chin, and so forth. Which is a pretty hot way to describe yourself. I got pretty bothered <laughs> reading that. <laughs> well, I kind of like that because I, I took note of that quote too. And I think it's interesting that she 
is sort of pointing out these tropes of courtship that men will often employ. So it's like, okay, yeah, have you come by to tell me all the things about me that are beautiful? My lips, my eyes, my chin, whatever. Like, I've heard it all before. I don't need to hear an itemized list of my body parts. I still (laughs) don't want to be with Orsini. So you can get going. What's, uh, can I ask you, what's what's the... This might be a little bit too personal. Matt, what's the best? What haven't line? we talked about? What's the best line do you have? Like, what what's the the most that is non sexual? But what's like the best line that you think you've ever used? I feel like every single time I've tried to use a line, something very weird happens. Like they don't go they for the line. They immediately drop their pants. Yes, it's crazy. It's happened so many times to me, more than nine times. <laughs> oh my god! Ten times. It's wow. 10 times. Uh, no. So, like, the line doesn't go over well. Like, it doesn't fly. People will just oh, be right. like, what What are you doing? The are but you then doing? they kind of are like, but you're so silly, like, trying to use a line on me, and isn't yeah. that cute, you know? So it's sort of like a... Man. Like, the line doesn't work directly, but it's, it works kind of indirectly. It works as an iceberg. Yeah. Nice. To be like, you're so silly for thinking you can hit on me. So I'll, I'll entertain yeah. it. <laughs> you make entertain. Yeah. But I can't think of actually anything really specific. I feel like I just try to find ways to call people hot. <laughs> it's not, it's no Shakespeare. No. <laughs> How about you? I've said some stuff. What have you said? What have I said? Like, so I haven't really, I don't really use lines with people I've just met. Yeah. But like, I've like, descri- like I've used like some pretty Shakespearean imagery. Oh, to describe how beautiful people are? Yeah. Yeah. I've done that too. Yeah. I think, but I don't know if that's like a line. Yeah. Or just I've, being like nice yeah. and like. Sweet and stuff. Yeah. That's like a good opening line. I've never used it, but I always kind of wish I could. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know how much a polar bear weighs? Enough to break the ice? Yeah. 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 Of course uh, I do. I've already shown you this. This is going to be a very visual one, so none of our listeners are going to understand. Go for it. But, hey, Kat, have you seen my beach ball? It could be in that direction, or it could be in that direction. It's about this big, (laughs) and it might be in those directions. See, people know exactly what you just did. Yeah. You know what? My sister used to do that one all the time. Nice. And I was so annoyed by it. Mm, I've lost my teddy bear. Can I sleep with you? Oh, gross. <laughs> I don't like that one. That's no good. If you were a pirate, would you have your parrot on this shoulder or this shoulder? Oh, uh, I <laughs> have you Have you seen the fireworks last night? Went... Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. And then you put your... Put your arm on their shoulder, yeah, tracing yeah. the path of the firework. Yeah, that's exactly. quite good. Are you a zookeeper? Because I need you to wrangle these pythons. Oh no! I that, I don't like that. One. <laughs> you don't like that. One? I don't like that. I don't like the pythons. That puts no. me off. <laughs> not, not a sweet person. Okay. I put the pythons away. You know, that's a lot to yeah. deal with. A lot of musculature, musculature. <laughs> that I don't need in my life. <laughs> that's fair. Ran- wrangle your panda bear. <laughs> get out of my <laughs> you put dating to shame <laughs> I do that's true yeah but none of those would have worked on Olivia no because she's just like no killer. no I hate this her. guy again we don't really know why she's so dead set against him I mean I would be pretty irritated if this guy kept coming by her like every died. day give her a break exactly that's a sympathy exactly Cat, talking to you why are you saying like ah no but like <laughs> he should have some sympathy for her yeah. and like lay off hitting on yeah. her like that's what I'm saying. And he doesn't, and he just keeps sending Cesario, and what happens instead is that Olivia falls for Cesario. Yeah. Meantime, Cesario, really Olivia, has fallen, or sorry, 
really Viola. Why did they make the name so similar? I know. That's, that actually <laughs> bugged me the entire time. It's like, who? Which who's... one is this? Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Viola has in fact, fallen for Orsini, Orsini, the duke she is serving. Yeah. And yet Serve she is... up in a nice Parmesan uh, cream sauce. Yeah. Oof, mm. wouldn't fall that. Yeah. Serve up those pythons. <laughs> <laughs> so she's in a very difficult position where she's having to woo somebody while simultaneously trying to fend off their advances while also trying to convince her master that she is in love with him. And she uses a lot of lines like, I will never love a wife so much as I love thee, etc., etc., which he doesn't really fall for. And then we have a, we have a fool's plot, yeah. a, a foil plot. Do you want to briefly sketch yeah, that out? We got like a bunch of fat boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sir Toby. Belch. Belch? Is one of them called Belch? Sir Toby Belch. Oh, Sir Toby Belch. Perpetually drunk. Yeah. Great Shakespearean comedy character. Viola's uh, brother. Olivia's brother. Sorry. Fucking names. <laughs> Olivia's brother. Olivia's brother. You got a few other side characters. You had the clown. Um, clown or the fool. Yeah. And Also called Feste in my yeah, play. Which is a good name. Which is a good name that I think means celebrate. Yeah. Sounds cool. Celebrate. Celebrate. Good, good times. Dance. Come on. And then you have Maria, and you have Maria, who I think is an important character yeah. too. So anyway, this character Malvolio, who is we mentioned before, is like he's like a manservant. Manservant pisses them off. They decide to essentially by constantly telling them to not drink and be yeah. rowdy. Which I'm sorry, I'm on Malvolio's side. Yeah, that's annoying. You're a narc, essentially. Was what they're, you're saying. they're well, yeah, but like they're just like <laughs> mooching off of yeah. Olivia's wealth and drinking and pissing yeah. it away, and it's like. Yeah, get out of here. For those of you wondering why Kat is no fun, <laughs> Kat, Kat used to be an RA. <laughs> so I can see why she has that perspective. They're just having a good time. Sure, on their rich sister's money. Anyway. Oh, whatever. So what do they decide to do to put Malvolio so in his place? So they're going to humiliate him, prison him, gaslight him. So they send a love letter to him on behalf of Olivia, mm-hmm. saying all these lovely words praise me and wear these specific wear garters. these yellow stockings yeah. cross-dressed or something like that which is like very unfashionable for the time mm-hmm. so i've heard uh, i don't wear that anymore. you don't wear garters yourself no Most, I, mostly mostly you know so, other than a couple wild thursday nights yeah exactly yeah. when uh when beyonce nights on I usually mm, yeah and then this, these are all the things that Olivia hates and he shows up and he starts praising her and speaking about the letter and she's mm-hmm. like Maria is telling him I was like I think I'm pretty sure Malvolio is mad yeah and then once Olivia sees it she's like yeah you're right Sir Toby I'm gonna put him in your care care <laughs> and then they decide to throw him in jail yeah so he's in this like windowless yeah. basically solitary confinement yeah. kind of situation Absolutely. and nobody believes him I don't know like they really get him it's back it's pretty fucked it's pretty brutal it's pretty fucked but please, it's, please it's, never do that to me I would, I would never. I would prefer that you seduce a woman on my behalf <laughs> rather than that. Yeah, right? Like, that's more acceptable. I don't know. I don't know if it's just our frame of reference has changed or something, but a lot of these things, even in Taming of the Shrew, it's just like, yeah. this isn't funny. Like, I'm yeah, really upset pretty, by this. It's pretty fucked. Um, but it's entirely played for laughs, I think, in the play. Yeah. Like, I don't think you're supposed to read any further into it. Taming of the Shrew, it was, you know, maybe that could be yeah. a sort of a subversive yeah. message about how we treat women um, but this one, I think it's just, yeah. he's he's funny because he's uppity, and it's funny to watch him yeah. make a fool of himself. Yeah. You, you like you like a char- an uppity character being brought down a couple of things, right? Exactly. So I, in that sense, I it's not as incendiary as Team of the Shrew or Team of the Shrew. I remember just being like very, 
Like, this is a lot. It was just like, hurt, was, hurt the women. That's yeah, fun. This is just more like, oh, this is like really not cool. Why are you doing this? Again, briefly talk about it. So, a bit of a twist. Not a twist, because it happens in the second scene. Viola's, who's the, the woman dressed as a man, brother Sebastian. Oh, wait, before we get on to that, can I say something about sure. the Malvolio plot? I just want to say that I think the other main humor of the Malvolio plot is the fact that he thinks that sort of a noble woman whom he is serving could ever possibly fall in love with him. It's every man's fantasy. It is, but I mean, it's, I think, so played for laughs. And there are a lot of things in this play that are played for laughs that I think shed some light on what was just assumed to be true. And I think one of those things that was assumed to be true was if you have a single ounce of brain in you, you know that class class separations yeah, are much more unalienable. Like yeah, you, like you cannot sure. you cannot cross them and anybody who thinks that is basically the full character. And I just think that that was interesting yeah. to note. That's why I pretty much like get a hike whenever someone says like have a retirement savings plan. Yeah, you're like, come on. But don't you have a TFSA? I don't want to brag. I feel like you have a TFSA. You can start dating some people with retirement packages. Cool. When are you supposed to retire? Because I got me? my thing, and it told me. It was very exciting. Oh, what, when, when are you supposed to retire? 2059. 2059, you'll be what? Six, 65. Oh, perfect. Yeah. That's, is, what it, that's what it's based on. Is that what it's based for everything? I, I Well, yeah. Everybody's going to so. retire at 65? <laughs> I think so, but I think you could have different retirement. You, you can go early, yeah. depending. Yeah, retire. I mean, yeah. Make your fortune. Yeah. And then, so you don't know. Yeah, no, I haven't. Okay. Where'd you get this? Is this something worked it for you? Or? Yeah. They just send they send you a letter. Like oh. your retirement provider. Really? Yeah. That's super bizarre. I, I don't know. Is don't it? tell me what to do. Retirement <laughs> provider? <laughs> well, they were like, if you take an early retirement, it would be this year. Regular would be this year. Cool. Like, you'd leave with this much money. Blah, blah. Okay. So, Interesting. Yeah. Oh, didn't know that. Yeah. Sorry. That was a humongous tangent. No, um, cool, 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 cool. What were you going to say about... I was going to say Sebastian. So Sebastian the crab, surprise. Yeah. Also Viola's brother. Was not made into a, a like a lobster roll. Against all odds. Yeah, because he's a crab. That, that doesn't make any sense canonically. No. Uh, actually survived the shipwreck. Mm-hmm. And is like hanging out with this guy, Antonio or something. Yep. Something I want to talk about. Okay. Why does every man feel the need to swear fealty to another man? <laughs> whenever something mundane happens like Antonio <laughs> saves Sebastian yeah then Antonio decides to like swear allegiance to uh, Sebastian again I'm not sure what the motivation is for all of these yeah. things but I do know it seems to happen a lot it does <laughs> happen a lot comedies especially and I and I mean that I have read and would agree with the assessment that there is some gay loving between these two characters like i think antonio really likes sebastian and that is kind of the only subtextual romance that is not allowed to resolve itself by the end of the play the only thing that was shipwrecked was antonio's ass (laughs) (laughs) excellent excellent um but sebastian is kind of like uh like suspect number one on this island yeah because he like was a pirate and attacked an Illyrian ship or something a few years ago. Was Sebastian or was Antonio? It was Sebastian. Oh, really? Which know. is, yeah, which is why... He gets arrested. He gets arrested later yeah. on in the play. Yeah. Well, we can talk a little bit about queer... Like, this is a queer play, essentially. This is such a queer play. Yeah. And yeah, the this just came up on my Twitter feed, which is funny, but I guess Anne Hathaway was in a production of this play, yeah. which I have seen on a lot of lesbian internet places, just pictures of this, out of context. And I knew it was a Shakespeare play, but I didn't know which one it was. 
It's Twelfth Night. She's playing Viola as Cesario. And I mean, it's pretty provocative, like, to see this woman hitting on another woman. And obviously in Shakespeare's time, it would have been a young boy dressing as a woman, dressing as a man. And that probably added to the comedy in the same way that, you know, watching someone pretend, like, act above their class would have been comedic. Watching someone, you know, perform a gender role other than the one that has been assigned to them would be funny. Is that why you always laugh when I mention my retirement? Yeah. <laughs> you don't even know what day you're going to retire. No. So your, your retirement listen, we, planning is a joke. Yo, listen, we might die any minute. Oh, I know. I yeah. know. I'm like, how can I plan for retirement? Death Life is, is imminent. Short. You once told me not to get a loyalty program. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, you, know, you don't know. You might die anymore. I was like, listen, I'm going to get my shopper's optimum card. That's why <laughs> I use up my shopper's optimum points every time they reach oh. the next level. Because I'm like, you accumulate hundreds and hundreds of dollars of optimum points. What if there's a, you know, like a bomb yeah. or like you have a heart attack? Girl, I'm, I'm, all those optimum I'm points like a, wasted. I'm like a like a dragon. I'm, I'm, I'm You're hoarding. hoarding all these optimum points for myself. If you oh, die. Oh, this payoff one day. Oh. If you die, oh. who are you leaving your oh. optimum points to? <laughs> who, who I leave my optimum points to? You can have them. Thank you. Because I'm... I'm glad our friendship means I'm, that much to you. No, it's just because I know you're going to use them right away. <laughs> so, like, you don't keep as, like, a heirloom or something. No. Because I want nothing to remind people of me. You want the optimum points to be strewn over a cliff into the water. Yeah, please. <laughs> please take my optimum points to the highest peak. <laughs> and then <laughs> spread them around. Throw them into nature. Yeah. yeah. Optimum points pretty gay. <laughs> oh yeah, gayness. That's what we were talking about. So it's gay on multiple fronts. It's yeah. gay because Viola is hitting on Olivia. Cat. Yes. Oh, do you want to talk let, about? Let me take the reins on this one. Yeah, that's true. As uh, the resident queer. Yeah, I've uh, listen. I feel like I've, I understand queer culture. You probably you probably understand it more than I do. Yeah. Listen, most of my friends are lesbians. Yeah. What's being a lesbian? To having lots of friends who are lesbians. Yeah, pretty much. I think that's the only requirement. Right? <laughs> You know, I've watched queer movies. I've read a queer book. Have you watched Queer Eye? I've watched a few episodes, actually. Okay, yeah. well, there you go. Let me take the reins. I think it's more for straight people. But... That's a whole other conversation <laughs> that I won't get into, but yes. Fair enough. I agree with you. It's so fun. anyway, it's just like, it's very fun. There's lots of... Well, what I was reading, so part of this in Shakespeare time was like a subversion of gender. And the perception was at the time is that women were just imperfect versions of men. Mm-hmm. In, in a sense, like, there was nothing wrong with that. Or, like, there's there's a way to, like, play around with that. Yeah, or, it's almost like you're aspiring like to be a man. Yeah, yeah exactly. and only because of your sort of flawed woman wiles are you falling for yeah. another man. Or, in Olivia's case, are you falling for someone who isn't even a man? Yeah, so if I'm the perfect man, what is that? Which you are. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a line where Viola has sort of realized that... So Olivia sends her a ring to kind yeah. of get her to come back. She does the classic, like, leaves the ring behind. Yeah. Then, yeah. Yeah, people do that to me all the time. <laughs> classic <laughs> move. Classic. Um, so, she, so she sort of is piecing... Are you sure, are you sure these weren't just all engagements? He's <laughs> <laughs> just, like, we're I'm them. engaged to countless women in, yeah. in this city. I am in a, in a witness protection program. So Viola is monologuing a little bit about the fact that Olivia... Women about women, about Olivia being, you know, having fallen in love with her and, oh no, what is she going to do? And she says, Poor lady, she were better love a dream. Disguise, I see thou art a wickedness wherein the pregnant enemy does much. How easy is it for the proper false in women's waxen hearts to set their forms? So sort of like, women will fall for this stuff because... 
Yeah. They're waxen forms, as you said. They're imperfect. They're easily duped. All that okay. kind of stuff. Cool. Just, just to back up your point uh, there. No, thank you for, yeah. for jumping in and, yeah, and yeah. essentially pulling me out of the water. I, I, was, I, I was trying to nap for a second. I do what I can. Yeah. Um, Maybe gay. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm <laughs> You see, I feel like the, I knew that phrase. You knew that term? You just yeah. incorporated it perfectly so into there? That so was good. really good. So good. Um, I'm like straddling two worlds. You're, world, you're straddling all right I'm, I'm the world straddler <laughs> um good julie caesar reference. thank you thank you thank you yeah so wait can we just establish what all the gay couples are yeah so we know do you want to do it sure okay sir toby malvolia absolutely what do you think happens in that dingy cell, cell? <laughs> no. no why is he crying in pain so much <laughs> although um, it is interesting that none of the gender bending ever happens in the subplot yeah. It's like gender... If you get too ill, it would almost be too much. But it's interesting that it's like the class jokes on the lower class and the gender jokes for the higher class. Yeah. And that kind of bears out in other plays. I just realized yeah. that. Interesting. Well, I think, yeah, if you put too much Avatar The Last Airbender, <laughs> you just look like you're doing fan service for your, the play, right? But also, like, why can't there be class jokes for the higher class? It's almost like... Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of a cheap shot when you're making class jokes about the lower class. Shakespeare. Just calling you up there. Well, wouldn't it be more of a cheap shot if the higher class always kept making class jokes? And about like, the lower would, class? Would be just, like, punching down all the time? I guess so. Yeah. But it's not like the... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's true. And I think, I think the perception is just like, yeah, the, the higher class class jokes are almost beneath them in a way. Yeah. Like, do, do you kind of see that? Yeah. And I guess in terms of the gender play it's maybe easier for them to play around with gender within a class than it would be to play between classes or maybe it would be funnier i don't know or maybe it's just easier to create these sort of love triangles when everybody's pretending to be a different gender i don't know trying to come up with a reason losing your mind yes (laughs) no i think no i think that's a pretty fair assessment I don't know. No, no, I think that totally makes sense. I feel like it's an observation that I've, I've just made, and I don't know what to do with it yet, but no, that's fine. We'll, process it. we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, we'll just put it out there for the yeah. people. So, sorry, so... So, it's okay, Sebastian Anthony, unspoken. Yes. Olivia and Viola. Viola, as oh. Cesario, or Duke Rossini. I think that's and it. that's it. So, obviously, the Antonio and Sebastian one is the only kind of real one, and way, yeah. way less... Yeah, it's like maybe not overt. even a thing. It's maybe, maybe not, not even a thing. thing. Probably, maybe Shakespeare's audiences may not have picked up on that one, yeah. or maybe you know, ev- a, a, yeah. a very small segment might have, but not everybody. Whereas the other two are sort of overtly playing with this yeah. thing. Something, something kind of weird. So at the end, it's it's just like she does, man. The big reveal. Olivia decides to marry. Actually, she accidentally marries Sebastian because she, she thought he was uh, Olivia, and then Sebastian just kind of like. As a man does, like, goes along with it. Because they're like, well, I'm married now. What can yeah. I do? She's hot. Yeah, she's rich. <laughs> she's rich. All good reasons to, to get married. Yep. But I was kind of surprised. Duke Orsini. Just, just goes for Viola. Just goes for Viola. And it is interesting that he's so willing to go along with it when he was so recently convinced this person was a man. Yeah. I find that there's... That's progressive. Yeah, like, there's less anxiety yeah. about the fluidity of gender, and it maybe it's just because it's a comedy, and, you know, you just have to wrap up 
the plot really sure. like you don't have yeah. time to like stress about it totally. but to another extent i find that there's so much levity in the like there's no stress about oh geez like this is really a woman hitting on a woman that's wrong yeah. and whatever like i feel that sort of victorian moralizing doesn't exist yet yeah, totally. and that's really interesting like you can just i mean obviously they're still laughing at it but you can just enjoy well isn't this kind of a little bit silly without getting up in arms about it you know no i thought yeah i thought that was kind of interesting but yeah, he just on a like he spent this whole play yeah. pining after Olivia, and then he's like, "Well, this girl likes me, so let's do it." I mean, to be fair, I've done that. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> hey, listen, go for the low hanging fruit. People, yeah, low hanging fruit. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta date below your weight. Mm-hmm. That's why I only ever date women who are fifty pounds or less. That's <laughs> children, Jay. Because of children, just willow. Just willow wisps. <laughs> half a woman <laughs> you're dating her from the torso up <laughs> <laughs> what else can we talk about i think i think we kind of covered the gambit i did want to say there's some fairly iconic lines in this play yeah a lot of them are in song so the fool character sings a lot and i think that kind of contributes to the sort of festive 12th yeah. night atmosphere of the play i'm sure it's very fun to see yeah. performed can i can i say mine here first yeah yeah it goes like this it's raining men. Hallelujah. Yeah. 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 Crazy that really? song is 400 years yeah, old. Yeah, it's really weird. <laughs> it's wild. Yeah. But no, the uh, some are born great, some achieve greatness, yeah. and some have greatness thrust upon them. I was surprised by that. I thought that was from Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or like... No, you're thinking of... Superman or yeah. something. Well, I don't know which I one I think it, it might is. be a Superman line. Batman is like, I'm not the hero to see the... D- deserves. deserves, but I'm the one it needs. Do you know what's actually the one from Batman? I'm Batman. <laughs> Alfred. <laughs> so I have the darkness. <laughs> that's a line that Maria writes as Olivia in the letter to Malvolio. Yeah. And Malvolio sort of quotes it back to her, like, come on, this yeah. is a great line. You wrote this. And she's like, what are you talking yeah. about? I really like in the letter... Where it's like, you were only born in the darkness. <laughs> I, I grew up in the dark. I don't know. This I can't riff on this. I don't I don't know the Batman things, but yeah. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> and then there was another one, which yeah, I can't find. So that's fine. And that, yeah, that was just like, that was a good line. I saw that. I was like, oh my God, this was from this play. Yeah. Because yeah, it is an iconic line mm-hmm. you hear all the time. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch on a bunch of Etsy shirts, I think. Yeah. I, I, I would assume I've never been on Etsy. Sure, you're too much of a man. But it is, it is interesting. Yeah, home decor. <laughs> I live in a cave. I think it's interesting that... Oh, I found it. Journeys end in lover's meeting. Yeah. Is like a thing people say, I feel. Yeah, that's yeah. I, I say that all the time in, in my conversations. But it, No, but it's like a saying. I've okay. heard that before. Thanks, thanks for this lovely date. Journey ends in lover's meeting. <laughs> Goodbye. No, but it's like once you meet your love like oh, you don't have to you don't have to journey anywhere to find them like oh, you're done that's nice like it that. is nice plot twist complacency it's in a song from the fool i feel like a lot oh, of these really. lines are said by people whom we're supposed to be laughing at yeah. so this play takes a very light view of love and i feel like everybody who is taking love very seriously cough malvolio cough is sort of ends up <laughs> ends up ends up looking pretty silly by the yeah. end of it. No, totally. That's why you know me. I don't take love seriously. I know you. Yeah. You're, you're a player. Just a player. player. You're, you're like Sir Toby Belch. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
drunk and unattractive. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. No, I think that's it. Do you have any other general thoughts? No, I think I think we covered the the gambit. How would you rate She's the Man on a five star scale? She's the man. It's okay. It's an okay movie. Six out of five. Six out of five, yeah. <laughs> I would say like six, seven. It's like it's a solid movie. It's it does exactly what it needs to do. Yeah. It's not like a great one of the great comedy movies of our time. But our podcast fave, Channing Tatum, is in it. That's true. That's a young Channing Tatum. Which yeah. I feel like I need to bring up. Yeah, totally. He does a lot of gay stuff with boy Amanda Bynes. Yeah. And I'm here for it. Just like I was here for it in this play. We should watch it. She's the man after this. I was thinking that. <laughs> but I don't know what else we would have to say. I will say it, it was very cute because in She's the Man, the gender reveal is like she lifts her shirt yeah. on the soccer field. Yeah. And in the play, it's like... Let's go to the inn where I've hidden my woman clothes. Yeah, that's true. And then you'll see that I'm a woman. It's like, that's very quaint. Yeah. <laughs> it's very, like, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I guess if the boy playing Viola on Shakespeare's stage lifts his shirt, it's not going to have quite the same effect. That's true. Well, and she's a man, the guy who pulls down his pants, right? Like yes. Her brother does to prove that he's... The man, man. yes, yeah. yes. Not going into all the problems yeah. with that, but, like, we don't have time to yeah, address right. that right it's now. Fine. I actually think we enjoyed it. I think it was fun. It was a lot of fun to read. Yeah. If you want to read a Shakespeare play and not just listen to us go on about them, I think this is a good entry level one. Yeah. I think this is in your... It's accessible. It's in your kind of... It's accessible. It's in your sort of Midsummer Night's Dream wheelhouse. It's just a fun romp, a fun celebration, not too difficult to read. So Kat, can you tell the listeners what we're going to be reading next? Okay, I'm going to throw this back to you. What do you want to read next? What do I want to read? Oh, I'm, I'm going to give you options. We're not going to go okay. wild. We're not going to go ham. We could go Hamlet. <laughs> Hamlet is one of the options. Hamlet is one of the options. No, oh. I don't want to do Hamlet. Give me, okay, here's what we're going to do. Okay. Give me free choices. Three, and, okay. And hide all those free choices underneath coconut shells. Okay. Mix up the coconut shells and I'll choose one. All right, can I just say them to you? Yeah, sure. Okay. I also <laughs> I am immediately lacking coconut shells. Okay, now that the coconut shells have been shuffled, your options are Othello, The Tempest, and Antony and Cleopatra. Okay, so my choice for... I've never actually had this much power before, because I think it's fair to say I'm subservient to you on this podcast. Yeah, but you also were like... I'm very Antonio. You were like... (laughs) (laughs) You were like, just decide. So I did. Yeah, no, this is great. Kind of like Olivia being like, yeah, I'm just going to marry this person. You know what, this is great. Can Can I decide every week? If you want, we don't have a lot left. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. But yeah, what, whichever one you want. Let's do Anthony and Cleopatra, because we just went off Julius Caesar, and I really enjoyed that. So I'm, I'm down to continue in Roman plays. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. Okay, great. So we'll be coming back at you in a couple of weeks with Anthony and Cleopatra. Thank you so much for joining us. Jay, where can they find us? Dear listeners, you can find us on Twitter at Shakespeare Lies. We were really excited, because we have now... 12 followers. Thank you so much. Yeah. 12 followers for 12 nights. Yeah. I'm really happy. It's a sign of things are looking up. It's a sign of things are looking up. I I, I want to welcome each individual person. Yeah. I hope you stay with us. I hope you keep listening. If you do listen, you can listen to us. On SoundCloud at Shakespeare Lads. You can also find us on Apple Podcasts at Shakespeare Lads. If you do follow us on Apple Podcasts, please like and subscribe. And also rate us five stars. Because, listen, five stars is the Yelp review of iTunes. 
And we're never going to get be the number one podcast, and your friends are never going to listen to them. Well. If we got Peasley reviews and Peasley stars and... What word are you saying right now? Peasley? Peasley? Yeah. Is that a word? Yeah. Measley? No. Okay. That's a finger on. Okay. Peasley, it's from the word... Peasel. Peasel. <laughs> Peasel. From the ancient Greek papizel. Yeah. So anyway, dear listeners, you don't listen to us because we're smart. <laughs> you listen to us because we're a good time. So yeah. rate us five stars. Yeah, we're just like your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in a few weeks with Anthony and Cleopatra. Mark and Cleo. And until then, keep shaking the Shakespeare. We're out. We're out. Albert. <laughs> <laughs> Give me my lobster. <laughs>